0: Welcome to the Healthcare Hustle Podcast, a multimedia project intended to highlight the careers of leaders of color across the healthcare industry. Students, early professionals, and the community at large can expect to gain valuable, unapologetic insight on the career journeys of individuals whose lived experience and personal mission has been centered in advancing health equity. Thanks for listening. everyone welcome to the healthcare hustle podcast today we are joined by coach melody health and wellness transformation strategist and founder slash ceo of unwrap you a workplace wellness program that builds a work environment where nutrition fitness exercise and lifestyle change are encouraged supported and nurtured coach melody welcome to the show
1: thank you winston i'm happy to be here
2: Awesome. We are so excited to have you, and I know our listeners are too. So we always kick these off the same way, Coach Melody. Could you tell us a little bit about your story? Start at the beginning, walk us through it.
1: Okay. I also want to thank you, Nigel and Brandon, for having me on your show today. I'm sure it's going to be a lively conversation. But a little bit about me, I grew up in Los Angeles, California. I went to college in, at Southern Illinois University at Edwardsville. So I moved to the Illinois area. I was a pharmaceutical rep for 18 years. I know it doesn't show, right? <laughs> but I was um, did that. And I, I sold a lot of the chronic medications like diabetes, blood pressure, cholesterol, um, sleep, ED, like pretty much all of the disease states. And my thing was seeing just bags of medications growing, getting larger. And uh, for me, I thought I want to be a part of the solution, which I thought I was, but it was a good position for a while that provided me with a, with the skill sets to be a now uh, um, successful entrepreneur. But now I'm in another direction as far as preventative health. I not only go into corporations, but I do a lot of speaking, which I love because you're able to make an impact with more people. In a short amount of time, I love working with our youth. So that's some of my give back in the community. And also, just with the workplace wellness, there's a way for me to work with healthcare systems. That's how I met you guys, uh, working with chronic patients, because people can't do better when they don't know better. So we have to go back to really teaching if we're going to talk about preventative health and getting people off medications not only them but their families because we know our kids do what the parents um are teaching them what they're feeding them and what how they're acting also
0: Hmm. thank you thank you for that background and I think it's um pharmaceutical like the pharmaceutical industry I'm not sure you know we really have had somebody that has had you know that much you know specific in uh, experience right so what were kind of like you know the things that got you into the healthcare industry through the pharmaceutical industry like what motivated you to pursue that route
1: you know what you guys i was one of those who i was i've always been very good at sales because i like to talk now everybody you know that's pretty evident and i'm really a people person also so you have to use the skill sets that you have to be able to you know, to figure it out. So I knew I wanted to be in sales. And one day I was actually at the doctor's office and this lady looked really amazing. I'm like, oh, that could be me. And so that really got me on the way. I didn't go to school and say, oh, I want to be a pharmaceutical rep. But in me was always what it was that I was passionate about. In LA, I, you know, I was a kid that grew up not really with much nutrition background. That's just the way that it was. I'm just being honest. So I'll say I was self-taught. And it's not anything wrong with that. But once I got to like a college level, like a senior in high school, I started really investing in reading and trying to figure it out. And so I'm like, I should have went in nutrition earlier, but that is not true. I should not have gone in there earlier because I wouldn't be who I am if I didn't go through what I went through. So does that make sense, you guys?
3: No, absolutely. Absolutely. I appreciate you sharing. I, I totally agree um, in regards to just, just prevention care, kind of being aware of nutrition, just kind of being aware of your diet. Um, I think a lot of our community can, can really um, benefit from, from just kind of taking that perspective and being kind of um, aware. One of the things we like to ask is just in regards to just, um, you know, advice or what are some challenges that you experience experience um, as an, ad- as an entrepreneur um, and, and maybe some things that you would suggest for our listeners, to avoid or maybe lean into.
1: Now, I would like to just preface that by saying even though Brandon, what you said is true there is so much more that I've learned about what happens with people and their behavior modifications. It doesn't happen like that. Meaning the mindset is truly important, just like the education is. And you have to really take people through. Think now I get to work with CEOs and VPs. Why? Because it's not about the education of it. If there's something you're not working on, they even need help with it. Right? Right making, thinking about stress management and mindfulness and work-life integration and making sure that they're making themselves a priority because that is, so I like to think of my programming as a lot larger than just like exercise and eating right. That's not a real recipe for success. It's just what people say oftentimes. And that's why a lot of people are, are, are really struggling. Think about what we're going through right now with the rate of, health um comorbidities that are out there think about the rate of like diabetes and blood pressure it it, really everything is just growing and growing because of the lack of that but as far as from my perspective with the with the entrepreneurship it is it's very interesting i kind of see why so many businesses fail if you want to be honest because we go from corporate america I'm working with this uh, Fortune 100 company, right? They have all the marketing, they have all the sales, they give you a car, they give you a computer. You have everything you need when you go into entrepreneurship, guess what? You have nothing. (laughs) You have to start it from scratch. And a lot of times entrepreneurs don't go into it immediately with the the amount of money that they need to build a success because they got to figure it out. You need a website, you need your EIN number, you need all of these things in order to start. And then oftentimes you don't get the, you don't get the help that you need right off. You got to kind of roll and roll out different programs, different programs. And so actually guys, this is my 10th year. I've been doing this for a full decade in October. Thank you. And five years full time through a pandemic. So I am feeling very blessed, happy, thankful that I am still able to grow in this industry and it just keeps getting better and better. Like I told you guys before, I just got a call from D.C. I also have one from Texas and Atlanta. So I have new projects and I get to say now that I'm worldwide, even going into different countries. So that's a big deal right now.
2: That's pretty awesome. Congratulations on the 10 years in business and congratulations on taking Unwrap you across the world. We'll we'll be excited to to keep tabs on how that's going. I kind of wanted to to go back a little bit. You mentioned kind of seeing the the bags of medication grow over time, and then you always had this interest in nutrition. What was the moment where you decided I'm going to go into this on my own with, with all you just talked about? It's it's scary to start a business. We've we've seen all those statistics, right? Like 80% of them fail. So what was it for you that was the moment where you're like, I'm gonna go do this and I'm gonna make this my my life's calling?
1: You know what? That is a catch question. So I'm gonna answer it with this. What birth unwrapped you was pharmaceutical. We have do often did uh, layoffs, right? So once we had this one layoff and I'm like, I'm really tired of this. It's just kind of stressful, right? Not knowing if you're going to get the call or not. They retained me. So I, I had said, you know what? I have to develop something on the side. It was a result of that. And then my uh, boys getting ready to go off to college. So I said, let me start this. I went back to nutrition school. I got a certification and I thought I would just help people lose weight until I found out it was bigger than that. So that's one thing. Uh, The layoffs, I think, was one. And guys, honestly, and I will tell this to your audience, and this is why I'm so passionate about the work that I do and who I work with, because I can't tell the entire story, but I got so stressed out of my job. I got into a very rural territory where I didn't see anyone that looked like me all day. I would drive two hours one way, two hours back. My back started hurting. It was a lot. And people, it was just got to be more of a struggle, And I got stressed out. I got so stressed out, my body shut down. My hair fell out. My skin broke out from head to toe. And and honestly, as your listeners are here, so often I talk to to a lot, especially women, more than men, because you guys compartmentalize everything. You do one thing at a time. We women are multitaskers. We got to do four or five things at a time. That causes stress. Well, for me personally, I got stressed, not just from being a pharmaceutical rep, but I was birthing a new business. I was a mom. I was a wife. I was wearing all these hats, volunteering in the community. And when I couldn't walk to my door, I could not walk to my door. I went from the doctor. They said, you're the healthiest ever. And then I woke up the next day debilitated. I could not even walk to the, to the front door and that I went to every doctor known a man. I didn't even know they did bone marrows and all these different testing. They couldn't figure it out, but they gave me, I got a lot of medications that had me do had, I had was allergic to them because it wasn't really treating me properly. So misdiagnosing me was a problem, but thank God I figured it out. Someone told me I should go see this holistic physician in St. Louis. And I did, and she was great. She said, I think you're stressed. I took you off of work a couple of weeks. And then I came back and they gave a a voluntary uh, package to leave. And I said, this is my time. I'm out of here. And that was all she wrote, guys. And it was scary, but it did help me that I got enough from my years of experience that I could live three, four years. So I knew it would take time for my business to go from this coaching business to this corporate business. And it worked out.
0: Wow, that is a a powerful story, I think. So number one, thank you for being vulnerable um, enough to share it. And I think that, you know, the physical manifestation of stress, and how that really shows up in our life, it can be really hard, you know, I think at all ages, but definitely I, I know for me, I don't know if I can speak for Brandon and Nigel, just when you first start working, And your body is literally responding to work, you know, in a way that you like, what's wrong with me? Am I going crazy? I think that is very interesting. Could you speak a little bit more on, you know, your transition, just in terms of your perspective, because you mentioned like, you thought you were, you know, the good, you know, superhero, you thought you were doing a good job. And you started to see the bags of pills just get bigger and bigger and bigger. So what was that transition like for you realizing, like, man, holistic medicine or this holistic approach actually has tangible outcomes for yourself as a patient and could have tangible outcomes for our community going forward?
1: Well, what I saw, because I am very inquisitive and you guys know, I don't mind asking questions. So as I'm talking to physicians, they actually had, it are the ones that helped me because when I talked to my talk to me about what needs, they said, lifestyle change, And I'm like, what does that mean? Because if you go into a doctor and say, hey, what's happening? Well, you need lifestyle change. What is that? Well, that's exercise. That's eating better. But how do you do that? And honestly, guys, anyone listening knows doctors are really uh, taught to treat, right? I'm more of a preventative. So I'm trying to teach you how to live better and walk you through that. And just to their defense with all of the Uh, Patients that they have to see through a course of their day, it is no way they can do what it is that I can do for someone. And now that I'm on a more corporate level, my projects really look different. If someone is very serious about what they want to do as far as getting results, I may work with them. But ultimately, with me doing contracts and rolling them out, I'm doing it on a bigger level to have more impact. And I work with corporations with hundreds and thousands of people at one time, as opposed to like individuals. But If you take the same processes, you can get the results. And I'm just so concerned that people really minimize what's really needed and what's out here. And my thing is, if you stop, reflect and say, what's happening out here? You know that we need more. We we know that we need more else we wouldn't have the abundance of obesity. Like with my childhood obesity walk, I'm always talking about that from the standpoint of, Look at our kids, they're getting bigger. They went through trauma. We all went through trauma, guys, these whole um, last three years. And then people not even dealing with that and masking it and using other things to numb them like food and we talk; see the alcohol is up. We see drug addiction, we see opioid use. Like it's all very evident. I can't do it on my own, but there's a lot of other people in this in- industry, but people have to want to do the work. And that is a big part that I will express When you see something is, you know, not working, then you have to try something different. And when you see you can't go at it on your own, get some help. And I think as a culture, we're behind on that because it's like, oh, I can figure it out or I can do it. We take more expressiveness to our hair or to our shoes or the car we drive, our Gucci purses, you know, like whatever, which I'm I'm not against none of them. (laughs) But I just say that it's important to make sure you're making yourself a priority. And I've been saying that since I started, you know, it's on my, you can see my plaque in the back when I got my first award for the, um, I did the healthcare award E and that was one thing that I said 10 years ago, always invest in your health. Right. And that's both mentally, physically, financially, it all rolls into one. Mm -hmm.
0: I do. I do have a follow-up because of my notes, what I wrote down. And I love just how you were talking is, Applying the holistic and preventative, you know, approach at scale in regards to workplace wellness, mm-hmm. right? And it's so I, it, I never like you know surprised by the irony or sometimes how hypocritical we can be as healthcare workers <laughs> when like we, you know our, you know Nigel and Brandon are a little different. They're you know D one athletes, athletes and everything, so they go hard. But like for the regular person, like you know just even like caring or looking at your health in this regard is very, it could be very difficult, right? Cause you're working on the industry, you're working on the business, you're doing things for patients, you know, and so you think you're doing right, but you had to take care of yourself. Can you talk about what has it looked like for you taking these practices, taking, you know, everything that you're saying and doing that at scale in the corporate environment? Um, Cause I feel like that's where we're really missing it. Um, the most a lot of times.
1: Yeah, I'm, I know this is not going to be very popular, but it's true. And it it, it kind of dawns based off what you said, Winston, when I go in and there's a lot of physicians that are with the chronic diseases that we're talking about. And so it's like, I feel like for me, I have this saying, I practice what I teach and you, you know, it's funny. I went into one doctor, he he's like, oh my goodness, like I can see your clavicles. I'm like, you're supposed to see my clavicles, right? Because that means that you don't have a lot of fatty, you know, area there. And it's so important that our patients see, you know, it's like going to a personal trainer. If you go to a personal trainer that doesn't have any muscles, do that inspire you to want to get to that? And Nigel and Brandon being athletes, that's great. But we know that the majority of the people are not. And I think for me, I get a real good feeling when people come to me and it's like, well, everybody gained weight through the pandemic. I'm like, no. No, not me, not my clients, my CEOs, my VPs, my professionals, because they really were, I was really working hard to help people not do that. And everybody came out better than they were. And remember, I told you guys working on the contract for the for the chronic patients, that was big for me because I saw the outcomes immediately, BMI's drop, uh, the medications not eliminated all the time, because if you get a 300 pound person in, in my program- I can't resolve all that in three months, but I can get you started on the way to success. Blood pressures drop, cholesterols, like it was phenomenal and that can happen, but it's not gonna happen overnight. And it oftentimes is not gonna happen without education because we think Google is great, but it can't really walk people with what's happening with them mentally, what's behind, what's going on. What triggers do they have? What are they feeling? Like all of that. So if you take it into the workplace, it's really the same thing, you guys. Everybody that's listening, like when you go into the workplace, we still have all of these stressors and pressures of work and balance. And, and and I call it integration because I don't believe it's balance. I think you have to be integrated. And i tell you a story. I was working with this corporation and the VP that I was working with on her team, someone called. They were having a real big problem with their family. And she's like, what should I do? give her the time she needs to go with her mom. Her mom was in the hospital, but she wasn't supposed to be able to go to the hospital. But she asked me, what was my opinion? Let her go to the hospital. Why? Because if you let her go to the hospital, she can still take her computer. She'll feel at ease. She'll be by her mom's side. Whatever you need, she's pretty much on call. She let her do that. And she told me that was the best thing I could have done because they are not used to that culture. And one thing about pharmaceuticals that I tell you, I never ever had to worry about taking a day off. If it was a mental health day, if I wasn't feeling good and I never took many days off because I knew it was okay. You know what I mean? That was the culture that they built for us. But a lot of workplaces, like, know you, it's nine to five. If your kids need something, you know, that's part of workplace wellness too, giving them the time. Now I've rolled out where I'm helping companies with these wellness spaces, wellness rooms, being able to take time for physical activity so they get an hour or two hours a, a day to be able to go work out or take a walk, decompress if they need some self care time or mental health day. These things matter in order to increase productivity and have your employees working at their optimum level. What do you guys think about that?
3: Well, I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm reminded of. Um of an adage, what is it, uh, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of care. Mm-hmm. And I'm just listening to you talk in regards to your passion um, and, the, and the translating into the professional setting as far as the passion for wellness. Uh, I won't just leave it at nutrition, right? I think it's all about wellness and how it translates to the corporate life as well as the mental. Um, and, and it produces, I think, in your to your point, people are more productive if they're, if they're feeling well, if they're feeling supported. Um, so I totally, totally, totally agree. I would like to ask, and I think for our listeners who could really benefit, what are some services that you may offer or some services that you suggest looking into for our listeners who might be, um, struggling with wellness or struggling with opportunities to get out there and get active, um, just take time for themselves.
1: Yeah. You know that. And I always tell people I've gotten the most emails this week. Like, what do you, I'm like schedule consult, Brandon. That's what I really recommend people to do. Every person is different. And I also think of it as as a bigger place. Like I want your healthcare um, managers to think about, about it from a team perspective, you know, team development, team leadership, being able to do different lunch and learns, workshops. But my biggest ideal in what I do is build out programs and being able to help them to facilitate it, right? Through the programming, you know, you gotta send out motivations. Uh, I have now where I build our wellness champions in the workplace. Why? Because one person can't do it all. Three people can't do it all. But if you have that team dynamic, you guys know from sports, we all competitive, right? You want your team better than the next. It's like, but we got to make it fun. We got to make it um, and we have to normalize it as well. And ultimately that'll help in all areas because it's part of engagement, um, team building, just being able to have a lot of fun with it. And I, I pride myself on, I'm not a boring presenter. I'm like, hey, let's talk about this. Let's see what you have. You know, let's see what's impacting you. I can have a thousand people in the room and they all need something a little bit different. That's why I customize my workplace wellness for the individuals. And another thing is that, I do support organizations. So I know like you guys work for a couple of big healthcare systems or universities. That means that I will come in and be able to provide some of the resources that they need because sometimes people can't do it all with the small teams that mostly surround wellness, right? So I'm able to come out and be able to help out with that. But I say just start with a consult. You know, they can go to my website at unwrapyou.com. They can almost also email me at Coach at you, And you know, I'm on LinkedIn. So just go pull up Coach Melody McClellan, message me. And I just say, just take time. It doesn't cost a thing. That's one thing that I, I do offer for free because it's important for me to make sure I'm a good fit for the person that is reaching out. I just don't work with anyone, I'm pretty selective. <laughs> In a good way.
2: Got to be special to get picked up by coach. I hear that.
1: <laughs> I uh, like that. I do. Yes, you have. We're all special. You know. I love that song. Now that you're special, uh, that comes on. The, you guys know what I'm talking about. We're I all do. Yep. Special. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I love a lot of what you were saying, and it, it kind of got me thinking a little bit. You know, I know in all businesses, scaling is tough. Uh, You know, whether you're an entrepreneur trying to grow your business or you just got promoted from manager to director, from director up into the C-suite, right? Like learning to take things at one level and do it at the next level is something that's difficult. So what was it like for you or what are some things that you would recommend to people when you went from coaching individuals to writing out programs for corporations or companies or things like that?
1: You know what? I'm going to tell you this. And I, I use this, so I'm gonna use this is my first time using it on a podcast or radio or what have you, but you miss 100 percent that you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take, right? Therefore, I really make it my point to try to go to the next level. How do you go to the next level? You got to keep reaching. So one of the big things that I will tell you is I was so like when you go from Working entrepreneur to entrepreneur, is two different things. You got to pay for taxes, and you have to pay benefit benefits, like everything. If you don't work, you don't get paid. And it was it was kind of scary. So I had to write my first, you know, when COVID first happened, my first six figure contract, which was so skinny. I'm like, who's that's like, and they accepted it. And once you write something one time. It's new, but it's all like, that's what I strive for now, right? So it's not that every contract is a six feet. And this was multiple years because my, remember I told you, it's about building our program for sustainability for long-term. It's not really about one workshop or one speaking event, but sometimes those things will get you in the door. For example, the healthcare system in Texas is huge. It's across every, every all 50 states and a couple continents. So, all of these employees would be able to be able to tap into my services. So it's good sometimes, but my goal is to be able to work with them on a larger scale. So I will tell you that scaling up is serious because when I first started, I had to get a website. Guess who put it together? Me. You know, I had to, and I'm just being honest. I had the only thing that I really started off with for sure, somewhere for my taxes and attorney, because you want to make sure that you have your things in order, right? But you got to get your EIN number and all that. And then from there, I just kept building. Now I have a marketing team. Now I have people assistant. I have people working for me. And uh, it works so much better because I don't have to do everything. But the great thing about starting off is it wasn't a full, it wasn't heavy lift because I was working and I didn't have the income, but now you got to invest back in your business. So now I pay people to do things to make my load lighter and it works out perfectly. You know, my presence has changed significantly in three years because I started with my marketing team over two years ago when the pandemic first happened. So everyone is like, oh my gosh, like you're amazing. Like I see you everywhere. Well, now I'm able to travel and, and I'm able to do certain things and it helps me out a whole lot. So I think that people giving yourself grace is one, right? Grace, especially depending on where you are and how you're launching your business but also think big, think so big that it scares you. Think big because you you can really do anything that your your heart desires. Anything you can see you can achieve is the way I feel about it. And now I have some of the most amazing conversations because you get out of your comfort zone, there's not just about money, but people that need to be helped as well.
0: So I, I love that. So I love the story about writing the contract. I mean, cause I feel like, when you even, you know, think about, for me, like being an entrepreneur, you know, one day down the road, you know, I think about those kinds of things like, man, am I really going to be able to make money off of like these ideas? Like, if that's is, is that going to be a possibility? So I love you saying, you know, in order to, you know, scale up, level up, you got to reach, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that um we talked about, Nigel Brandon, and I are definitely all familiar with in, in our roles in pretty large organizations is how cold. Some of these rooms can be how engaging with some of these, you know, people who are at the top, you know, some of the executive and senior leaders, it can be a challenge. And I would say the three of us, we've all cut our teeth, you know, pretty well that we're very confident, you know, at this point, but starting out and we definitely know for some of our listeners that can be a daunting task. You, It's one thing to look at yourself in the mirror and hype yourself up, but when you get out there and it's time to perform or it's time to really, you know, uh, play the game, it could be challenging. And you shared a story during our pre-talk just about being in some rooms where you were the only one that looked like you. They brought you in and here you are, you know, radiant. You got the energy, you got the glow. And it still was this kind of just, Uh, I don't know if resistance is the word, but just kind of this 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 cold and awkward energy. So can you talk about just your experience with that and then some strategies that you use to just kind of bulldoze through that?
1: Well, I will tell you that is real and it's disheartening because your work should speak for you, not anything else, honestly. And I am 100. I give 100 percent of everything that I do. And I'll just take, for example, I've authored three books one, the super, uh, releasing the superwoman mentality, um, your dreams are possible. That's for my young people. Also, an uh, interactive wellness journal. I am published through a magazine that I do a quarterly health contributor for that. I've been on the radio, TV, like all over. And I tell you guys, like for my mom, I told you before on the pre talk. My mom was like, if you looked different, you would definitely be out the stratosphere, millionaire mark, blah, blah, blah. And I laugh because you don't know how many doors get shut for me. And it hurts a little bit better, guys, when it's someone that I know could could help, right? And I don't, I don't ever ask for a free, oh, just do this for me. This is something that you need. And I'm also at an adage now that I don't allow people to waste my time as much because they'll say, give me a consult and, and write the contract. And then they don't accept it. And then that's lost hours, lost time that you'll never get back. And my thing is I have people come up to me quite often. I don't know if it's a guilt factor or it's like, Hey, I need to work with you or Hey, I need to bring you in my workplace or I need to get you in my organization. And then they ghost you like, all of those things, but I'm going to be honest with you. I have built a tough skin because if all of this really got to me, I will be out of business by now because I tell you, I get a lot of rejection and it's unfortunate because it is needed. But at the same time, every, every rejection sets me up for a win because I get wins all the time too, but I'm like, It's a different kind of mode. Like there's contract mode for me and there's more of like just a regular mode. And when I was in the pandemic, because I had so many long-term contracts, I love that, right? It was not a hustle and a grind because you got it, but you still, like the marketing team was still putting out information and stuff. But man, when you get into the contract, you got to talk to people. You got to re-talk to them. You got to talk to them again. Like Winston just said, he had his fourth or fifth interview. It's kind of like I'm getting interviewed on a daily basis. But it's part of the it's part of the process, and I tell you what keeps me going is the fact that I love what I do. I love like it is not a day goes by that I don't get an email. Someone sees me on the street. Are you going to speak? Oh my goodness! I heard you here. Are you? I saw you speak here, and that just makes my heart happy because I know that I'm making an impact. I'm on social media on Coach Melody on Instagram. Facebook, and LinkedIn, we have over 10,000 hits a week. So think about it. I'm still making an impact. And sometimes the impact isn't necessarily on a contractual level, but it's also all of the other content that we're putting out and all of the other changes we're helping people do that may not have access to the information that we teach and that's what I tell everybody. I'm like, you never know when and how you're gonna inspire, motivate, encourage someone. So continue to do your good work, which is what I feel like I do in addition.
3: Absolutely. Um, thank you for sharing your story, coach. And uh, you know, just kudos to you for embodying perseverance. Um, you know, just kind of keeping keeping your foot on their neck in regards to just keeping at it and and even though sometimes you might not get as, that that same energy back, or people may not be as receptive. Uh, I think it's important, especially for our listeners who are early careerists um, in healthcare, looking to find a job, and they don't maybe have the experience, or they don't have the credentials, or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I think it's important to still persevere, keep going, um, so thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I really want to make sure we take advantage of all that all that industry knowledge, because I think you've touched on a lot of different things with sales, and pharmaceutical, and healthcare, and uh, you know dealing with the C-suite, Um, Are there some some trends that you see or some things that you see commonality wise or some things that you maybe would uh, advise our our listeners to kind of, okay, this is what you need to keep a lookout for? Um,
1: Yeah. Well, Well, one thing I want them to everyone keep an eye out on just what your passion is and passion goes a long way. Because think, from, from 20, I knew that I loved this health and wellness space because I the way that I took care of myself and the way I embraced it. Some of the, what we're needing to do is right innate, eight, right? We end up in the wrong places sometimes. And that's why you have to be selective with the choices that you make. And also understanding your worth. Like, I was the only, like you guys talked about, I was the only in pharmaceuticals, like, only one on my team and the only and they actually have people that speak, you know, being in pandemic and talking to so many people. I learned, I'm like, there are actually people that's coaching about that because it's a hard place to go. And that could be stressful. It can be very damning. It could be really uh, make a person feel a little bit less, you know, because you just being operating in that space. So I would also say get some mentors and some people that I help. I love, I have like four mentees and I would have everyone know my my um one that I've had for the longest time now just got her white coat, her short white coat, so she just went Friday to see her go um start medical school. You need people that's gonna plan into you and tell you you can if people are telling you you can't, you won't if you say that you will you you gotta have those that are aspiring to help you, so surround yourself with better people and also. Just in a younger role, just don't be so hard on yourself. I feel kind of sorry for the young people that are really getting started now because the bar has been changed. The way you interview, the way you can't just take a resume somewhere and give it to someone. You got to go online. So I say use your networking skills. Go to, you know, some of these social sites and hook up with people. Hey, Nigel. Hey, Brandon. Do you know someone at this organization? I see that you're connected with them. Can you give me an introduction? Even for me, I just started a referral program because with all these thousands of people that I help, if someone, Brandon, Nigel, Winston, say something nice about Coach Melody, that's already a a soft sell. So a soft sell is some, and you know, I'm marketing too, so that's my major, but soft sell means that you just get a door open for you. So I just had someone email me from DC to get an interview, to get set up because of someone saying something good about the work that I did, right? So those open doors help a lot. So we created a referral program. So now if someone refers me, then you get a, a percentage of my contract, which is really great because now you have some skin in the game and people help you even more. So I just say, just think creative, think outside the box, um, and then just start. If you can work corporate and and work your Side hustle, as they say, for a little while, get comfortable, build your name, build your brand. That's a lot better than just going at it fresh. And um, don't think you don't have to pivot. I still use my marketing every day. I volunteer for the NAACP, uh, for my sorority, and for a community program. And that's what I volunteer around because I really do love like sales and marketing because if you don't know how to sell, your business will fail. Did that rhyme? If you don't know how to sell, your business will fail. We sell at everything. And if you don't, if you're not good with that, or you don't take rejection well, or no hurts your feelings and you take things personally, you're not going to succeed in entrepreneurship because all the people that were your friend might not feel like your friend or family when you're going through that process as well.
2: Sounds like we need to have you back for a sales, salespersonship 101 for all of our <laughs> listeners. Uh, yep. As you, as you were kind of talking there, you're talking about kind of helping out your, your mentees and your clients and stuff. But I'm kind of wondering as an entrepreneur, when you strike out on your own, who do you go to for help? Who, who, who do you have as your mentors? When, you know, you have a question about how to do this business thing, or how do I approach this client? Or how do I write up a six figure contract? Like who do you go to for assistance when you need
1: I'm going to be honest, everybody. And I tell people, invest in you, invest in your business. I have a business coach. I've had one from day one since I started my business. I actually invested in a big time coach in DC when I first through the pandemic. So she leveled up like it was nothing you couldn't do without her. I loved her. But... um doing that helped me and then they helped me write my my contracts and help me think outside the box. I also had a, have a board of directors and that's just a personal board of directors and they're in a whole entrepreneur space too because you guys um I would say anybody that knows how to work that is going to work don't have the same woes as an entrepreneur and sometimes you need to vent. Sometimes you need to talk. Sometimes you need to get some frustrations out and they look at I never Uh, okay anything without having three or four set of eyes on it and that's any marketing material and all that even with my team I'm like no everything has to be approved by me because if it's a a comma missing a period a a capitalization abbreviation and it's wrong it looks bad on me and I'm, I'm really a perfectionist when it comes to my business and so that's what I do
0: I do I'm sorry, Coach. Go ahead if you're going to say. No, anything. I was just
1: going to say I definitely have support, and I I tell everybody to make sure you you're doing
0: that. Yeah, I do want to just you know uh, give a high level recap of some of the highlights that I think you shared. Um, and I think uh, selling yourself um I think is something that you know is just like the first step when I when I hear you right, and I think like getting into some of these spaces like you know these environments you know i know for me i struggled really like pivoting from the graduate school environment where you kind of top dog everybody you know kind of knows you 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 create this image for yourself then you get into a 30,000, you know, uh, employee (laughs) organization. And it's like, Oh, snap, like, nobody cares about me. So I think that's the first thing I just want to recap for our listeners selling yourself. And I think the second thing that I think really speaks to me now, because I feel like I'm just getting to this point where I'm truly passionate about what I do, is, you know, selling your passion and making that you know, be what you're about. And I think that just your energy and how you talk about unwrap you and just being an entrepreneur and just wellness in general, I think that comes across, right? Like it's really like it's magnetic, almost like it's, you know, very evident that this is something that you truly care about. And I think that another thing kind this is kind of like my third tip that I um jotted down. I love how you suggested to do the corporate grind and like, you know, don't necessarily feel like you need to start, you know, just, you know, by being an entrepreneur. And I think secretly, but also probably very overtly, that's all three of us are kind of like, you know, probably on that pathway. We have a lot of entrepreneurs and we, you know, on the show and we started this platform to also highlight the entrepreneurial aspect of healthcare. care. Um, because, you know, I think just as, you know, much as we like to say we work for big organizations, Unwrap You is huge as well right? When you think of the scale and the scope and the impact. So I just want to thank you um, for just, you know, dropping a lot of really clear and concise gems um, um, for our listeners, because it's just, you're just another boss that has been able to really grace us with some great insights. And we are approaching about the, the 50 minute mark. So, you know, Nigel, I may turn it over to you, um, for for any you know special questions or an opportunity for a coach to plug um, any of our upcoming events or services
2: yeah definitely so coach melody we have a few rapid fire questions we're going to hit you with this will be a little more fun than the rest of the interview but before we do that could you go ahead and tell people i know you've mentioned it a couple times but tell people where to find you tell people your social media handles and do you have any big events coming up that you want out for people to know about
1: okay now, Nigel, let's just be clear. I have had a ball. This has been so much fun. It's those little God nods. Like I get to talk to you guys, you're amazing young men, and just share my story. So, yes, I am Coach Melody on everything, IG, uh, Facebook, and also LinkedIn. And I, I tell people, go go look at me. You can Google me. My website is unwrapyou.com. And I like for people to go take some time to look at all the work that I've done. Not everything get on social media anymore because it's proprietary information once a company had me come in. So it's not like in the beginning I was able to post everything. But people are like, no, you can't take pictures. We're paying you. You know what I mean? So, uh, But it still gives you an overview, and I try to keep up with that. And also, I will say that I have a obesity walk and it's called the fam fun 3k is taking place on september 9th guys i have um people walking on different continents that's china uh that's also uh europe and now jamaica and um a lot of uh, at least 26 states i haven't did the recap yet but at least 26 states we're going to have people walking and the goal just is to really just understand mo- moving is really important it's a family fun event and it's just getting bigger and better. Uh, they can see that on my website because all of the past one is on my YouTube page as well. So if you want to go watch some of the videos, some of the things that I've done on different channels, uh, radio or TV, you can go to my YouTube. And I think I answered everything, right, Nigel?
2: Yeah. Could you tell us when and where that walk is happening? I think that was maybe the only thing missing.
1: Okay, the walk is happening um, all over the United States, but. We will culminate at the uh, L- uh, Lincoln Park at 605, I think that's 15th Street in East St. Louis, Illinois. We're going to have a lot of fun, activities, entertainment. We're going to walk. And it's really a way to get people together to say, you know what, this is not that bad. And then we're going to have resources. We have yoga um, we have the kids. One thing is it's an obesity walk, but kids can't do it alone. So if, that's why it's called fam fun, family fun. And I'm trying to normalize this thing about, Hey, let's go ride some bikes and, you know, let's move all that fun. Um, we're going to have different activities, you know, um, make sure people understand how to stay hydrated, eat healthier, have meal prep people. We have over 30 vendors that'll be on site, but the great thing is I have big, um, bigger teams big teams in other cities too that's not going to do a big like us but i'm working on that so that's going to be my next like how do we morph this so we can have big teams all around the united states on that same day so y'all watch out we'll we'll talk about that next year
2: (laughs) i can't wait to have you back so we can talk about the 50 state walk that's going on all at the same time
1: yes (laughs)
2: All right. Well, now we're going to turn it over to the rapid fire questions. So as I said, we're going to have three of these. They're going to be quick. First thing that comes to mind, the rest of the interview was pretty fun, but this part is usually a little more fun than that. So first one: your favorite travel destination.
1: My favorite travel destination,
2: Jamaica. Oh, good one. Mm -hmm. Favorite book.
1: My favorite book unwrap the new you interactive wellness journal published by coach melody mcclellan
2: (laughs) well done and last one favorite exercise
1: my favorite exercise is riding on my bike i call her lemon line she's great (laughs)
2: we'll have to We'll have to catch a ride sometime together. And Coach Melody, it was amazing having you today. Thank you so much for sharing your story, uh, sharing your radiance, just being such a fantastic guest. I know the three of us learned a ton from you and hopefully our listeners did too.
1: Can I just say one more thing, Nigel? Of course. I I need your listeners to now go to action, especially if they are in any type of leadership positions where they can hire and have me to come in and contract. That's really what we're here for, I can talk about it, but I can't help you do it this way. So I really encourage everybody to reach out to me. And it's never too late to invest in your health and your well-being. And it really, it should be a priority. So hopefully something that someone heard from the four of us will make them say, hey, let me do better. So you know better, you do better. And I really appreciate you guys for everything that you're doing and opening this platform and even allowing me to be your guest today. It will not be the last time we speak, that's for sure.
0: Well, that's it for the episode, and we want to thank you for listening to the Healthcare Hustle Podcast. Make sure to check us out each month on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. and Stay up to date with the Healthcare Hustle fam by following our page on LinkedIn. The marathon continues, so keep on hustling.